Hey, what's up, guys? Real quick, I've been working really hard to amplify my social media presence recently, and recently just started diving into Instagram, which has actually been a ton of fun. It's a cool platform for connecting with y'all in just a more personal way. So if you, we aren't already connected on Instagram, let's change that. You can find me at the Anthony Vecino. So go go connect. Let's do it. All right, let's get to the show. So here's a super simple reframe for how you can tackle the tasks that you have uh, on your endless to-do list. I like to think of like the to-do list is just another metaphor for the hydra, which is you cut off that one head, another two pop up to take its place. It's this albatross, this thing that you just can't get rid of. <laughs> and so the harder you try with your to-do list, the, the, I think the more frustrated you're going to become, maybe you get busy, but you're not necessarily effective. And to be effective, I think you need to have a good priority management system, which is a way of identifying what are the most important things that you should be spending your time on. And we know this intuitive intuitively, but like in practice, applying it on a consistent basis, that's the real struggle. So I want to provide you with some tools, some ways of thinking about this uh, that might serve you in different scenarios. And this is one that I read about uh, a number of years ago. I cannot even remember the name of the, the guy, but it was this really small book. It was more like a pamphlet, really. Not worth reading in the grand scheme of things. There's some cool ideas in there, but not worth picking up. So I'm not going to go grab it and figure out who, who wrote this thing. But there was one idea in there, and I think I maybe had heard it somewhere else before, but when I was reading it here, it, it kind of stuck with me as like a, a valuable uh, idea. The way he framed it was you as a founder, as a business owner, you need to be spending your time on the thousand dollar tasks, not the $10 tasks. I heard this recently from somebody else who said that no, uh, like no, you cannot build a $10 million company doing $10 an hour tasks. Actually, that was Dan Martell who said that. He's, he's got some really great content. Highly recommend you guys check him out. So what's that mean? What does it mean to have $10 tasks versus $1,000 tasks? A $10 task is something that you could pay somebody $10 an hour to do. Like You could pay somebody $10 an hour to, uh, I don't know, like maybe not these days with inflation, but like let's say $20 an hour. You could pay somebody to come in and clean your apartment, to do your laundry, to do your dishes. Like you could pay somebody to do those things. They're not value additive to your life. You doing them does not add more to your bank account. It, it can be outsourced. And so the way to think about this is if you have an aspirational hourly rate of say a thousand dollars, like if you say, that's what my time is worth is a thousand dollars. I need to be working on things that only bring in or have the potential to bring in a thousand dollars then you start to look at your to-do list very differently and you start to categorize things as, okay, if I could outsource this for less than $1,000, I would be better spent hiring somebody to do this thing for me rather than doing it because say it costs $500 for me to hire this thing out. Um, that means I could hire it out for 500. I could spend that hour doing my $1,000 task and I would still be coming out $500 positive while also having done the other thing. So that's a way of thinking about this. Now in practice, like, I don't know what your aspirational rate, uh, rate is. Maybe, you know, it's a hundred dollars, maybe it's 200. When I was first starting out, it was, you know, it was much, much, much lower than it is now. It starts to grow and expand over time as the things that you could be working on become more and more potentially valuable. But the way to think about this, I think, is, is really valuable in the sense that it gives you a, a lens through which to look at what you're trying to accomplish. And when you're spending time on things over and over and over uh, that are considered you know, $10, $15 an hour tasks, then I want that to be the thing that 
grabs your attention for you to realize, wait, 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 why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Because I'm just in a routine. Is it out of some kind of obligation? Is because I haven't decided that this is a big enough problem for me to solve with money. Because as my mentor once said, if you have a problem that can be solved by money, you don't really have a problem. And I would encourage you to think about your money as a tool for buying back your time. That's the name of Dan Martell's book. Actually, I haven't read it yet, but it is sitting right here on the floor. Um, I'm excited to dig into it because there's, um, I'm sure there's a lot of great concepts in there. But you should be spent using your money to buy back your time so that you can spend that time how you want to or on the higher value tasks that only you could do. And so for me, an example of say a $1,000 an hour task would be writing because only I can write what I have in my head. Uh, maybe doing this podcast. I can't hire somebody to do this podcast for me. However, on the back end of this, once I hit, once I'm done recording, it's not a good use of my time to do the editing, to to do the distribution or any of that stuff. So, the content creation is my thousand dollar an hour task. What I'm doing right now, but then everything else on the backside, somebody else should be doing that. And in the beginning. Full disclosure, three years ago when I started my very first podcast, which is Multifamily Investing Made Simple, for the first 50 episodes, I did everything. I did the the content, I was the talent, I did the editing, I did the distribution, I did it all because I wanted to understand how to do it and what a good result was so that I could outsource it, I could delegate it and hold somebody accountable to an outcome. When we out, uh, when we delegate things a little bit too early, sometimes we don't know what a good outcome looks like, and so we're at the mercy of that person and the information that they give us as the expert, and so we're kind of forced to take their their judgment at face value, and that's not always a good thing. So I do recommend not outsourcing things until you have done them yourself, so you understand what uh, goes into it. But once you've done that, like you don't need to be doing your dishes or your cooking or your laundry. These are examples. For me, those are things that I hate doing. I don't get fulfillment out of them. If you do, then do them. If that's like your meditative practice, you love cooking, by all means, go for it. But if you don't and it's distracting you or pulling you away from your work and building your business, then give really serious thought to outsourcing that. Now, as a founder, as a entrepreneur, CEO, one of the very first things, one of the very first hires you should make is an executive assistant. Somebody who can take the admin stuff off of your plate, the emails, the schedule ma- management, um, all of that stuff ends up being things that need to get done to lubricate the machine that is your life. However, it is not the most important part of the machine. And it is ultimately you in the driver's seat driving the machine to the destination. That's the important part, not you changing the oil of the machine. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because uh, it's a cool framework that I found some value in and hopefully it kind of uh, gives you a new lens through which to, to view your priority management if uh, if that did resonate, then do me a favor, drop a review, drop a like, drop a subscribe, drop like it's hot, drop a, like a thing that um, you don't want to hold on to anymore. So <laughs> that's going to do it for me, guys and gals. I appreciate you being here. Catch you in the next episode. Peace. Hey, guys. I love, love, love that you're listening to the podcast. I truly hope it's bringing you just a ton of value. But if you ever wanted to check out the video version of these podcasts and you should head over to YouTube. You know, they're going to have more effects, more visual stuff like that. And that, that can help the message sometimes just hit a little bit different and, you know, reinforce the, the lesson in a better way. So you can check that out. It's completely free. Go over to YouTube, search for Anthony Vecino. It'll pop up. And if that's not what you're into, then cool. Just enjoy the show and let's get to it.